The year was 2020. Two youngish, doe-eyed, beautiful little boys decided it would be a good idea to watch the entirety of the Fast and Furious series for a 16th time. And in this endeavor, they had watched the first one to general delight. And then came the second movie. (laughs) And hope fell out of their hearts. For it was garbage. And it will forever remain garbage. And it will forever remain an absolute disastrous struggle. To make, to make it through this movie alive. Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, I mean, first of all, good for you. <laughs> I really think you're in a much better place. You should stop listening to this podcast right now. You should not get involved in our week-to-week torment. But if you don't know what you're ta- what, what we're talking about, this is No One Likes the Tuna Podcast, the world's premier dedicated Fast and Furious podcast. My name is Nick Nocera. I'm here with my beautiful, gorgeous, handsome, intelligent, entrepreneurial, spirited co-host, Daryl Wong. And uh, we watched Too Fast, Too Furious this week, as we do every 10 weeks, I guess. Um... But especially this time, because we had watched our last cycle backwards. So really, we saw this movie four weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And four weeks out from our last viewing, this viewing came upon us like a tempest. Swe- sweeping, scything wreckage into our souls. How was your watch through, buddy? <laughs> it was okay. It, I, in preparation for the show, I, yeah. I, I really struggled. I, was, yeah. I got, I got no notes. I. Oh, good. Uh, I have I, almost I, no notes. <laughs> I got no notes, and I thought to myself, I was like, "What is this feeling? It's the feeling of having watched a movie sixteen times, yeah. and truly, I think maybe for the first time." Not having had a new experience, it just oh, felt interesting. Oh. This was like your plain. This was like your cheeseburger experience, huh? Mm-hmm. It's like I've done it. Yeah, it's like the restaurant I've been to, the line I've stood in, mm-hmm. the sidewalk I've walked on countless yeah. times. That's what it kind of felt like, and wow. it just sort of like passed through. I didn't feel upset, but I didn't really feel excited about it, and it like mm-hmm. it was the mm-hmm. most bland stale, just monotonous watch through. I think yeah. I've ever had of this movie. I think, I think for me, probably also. I think for me, probably also. It was just, I mean, you go back and listen to some early episodes where we watched together and like, we're in pain. But <laughs> this wasn't even pain for me. It was just like nothing. You know, mm-hmm. it was like Two hours of staring at a blank wall, basically. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? It's like... 
<laughs> and you know, even though, y- yeah, go ahead. You know exactly what color it's going to be in yeah. about five minutes and yeah. 10 minutes and yeah. 15 minutes later, it's going to yeah. be the same as it yeah. was before. Absolutely. There's, there's nothing interesting or innovative or new about this fucking movie at all. Uh, and Paul Walker, as charismatic and lovely as he is, doesn't hold it together very well. And Kai Reese, as interesting and, uh, and different as his new character is, because this is the first time we see Roman, uh, doesn't hold it together. Mm-hmm. And Bilko doesn't hold it together. And Gallo's Pizza doesn't hold it together. And... Um, yeah, you know, um, Ava Mendez does not hold it to fucking together, you know? It's like, and the script doesn't hold it together, right? Mm-hmm. And like the special effects don't hold it together. And uh, the only guy I would say really holding it together is our boy, <laughs> De- oh, I don't remember his name, um, our stunt driver. Where'd you get those uh, cars and buy my cereal backs? Oh, my God. John Tiempo. John Tiempo is holding it together. He's holding this movie together. He's holding this movie together. Uh, he has the perfect face, vibe, body, acting ability like to, for, this, for the like, ambiance of this movie, basically. Mm-hmm. He lives... I don't think he was even born, John Sanatiempo. I think he was like, like somebody got too many, had too many Ed Hardy t-shirts and they threw them in a corner of their room. Uh, And he would just sort of like, like molded out of the ooze of Ed Hardy (laughs) t-shirts into a human form. And then that's how John Sinatiempo came to be. Mm -hmm. I think that's probably it. But other than that, this movie fucking sucks, and I don't like it. Jin the Rapper's not good. Ludacris isn't fucking good. The music's not good. The Mm -hmm. cars are not very good. (laughs) Devin Aoki didn't even have a driver. She's not good. I mean, she's She's charming, but she's not good. She's not a good actress. She didn't even have a driver's license when uh, they were filming this movie. Yeah, well, good thing she didn't need to drive one second because every single in, uh, you know, like in car footage is just like shot on a green screen with like blurred lines in the fucking background. It's just mm-hmm. so annoying. <laughs> it's so annoying, you know. What does this movie need? What is it missing? What is Vin? Vin. Diesel. <laughs> Vin Diesel uh-huh. is what it's fucking missing. <laughs> no, but like in all seriousness, it is a to me it's like a claim of missing the people who are in the movie taking the movie seriously, right? Like it's our it's almost our same qualm with Hobbs and Shaw, hmm. where it's like the people in the movie do, just aren't taking the movie seriously. They don't, mm-hmm. you know, like everybody involved, the filmmakers, the like, you know, the cast, the crew, everybody on board is like, we're here to sort of have fun. And like, that's a great experience. I'm glad you're here to have fun, right? Like, I'm glad you're, 
you're down to like go to Hawaii and like shoot some scenes, you know, with like and play around with some trucks and explosions and stuff. Like that's really great for you. But like I want you to take this seriously. You know? Mhm. Um because to me this is serious material. It's part of the thing I've <laughs> <laughs> As part of the thing I've dedicated my life to. <laughs> Fuck. And we, yeah, we can't change yeah. the past. We can't change, can't the past. change the past. We can't change the uh, material that we're working with. Mm. Really, the only thing we have under our control is ourselves. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, like this. I don't know. I watched it a few days ago. It still feels... I'm still bored by it. You know, like, mm-hmm. it's still... It's so fucking boring and dumb. And it's got this, like, essence of this... There, like, this early aughts sort of flared-out pants, flames, frosted tips... Like there's a there's a definitely like a world which this came from, and it's not a world I think humans should really ever return to, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a moment in the early aughts where like orange shag rugs and hanging like there was like this sort of seventies revival, but mixed with like Guy Fieri, almost. Yeah, like the type of stuff that you would see at a uh, Spencer's gift shop. Talking lava lamps, like yeah. fuzzy stuff, glow in the dark, aliens, kind of a revival, but um, uh, yeah, I don't know, like butchering of kind of uh, like almost like 60s motifs. Almost 60s motifs, but all mixed with like, I don't even know what the, there's got to be a word for it of like 90s, early aughts, like sort of chump core or something like you know like the guy there was there was a moment where everybody wore ski goggles on their heads mm-hmm. and like sweatbands on their forearms it was around the time they invented the smiley face oh my god <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the most prescient observation of a moment in, in like american culture i think i've heard on the podcast <laughs> Daryl, that that is amazing. Oh, oh my god. It is exactly it I think the smiley face <laughs> I think I think I think the smiley face might have ushered the this wave of like icon culture or you know something like almost like it's like pre-emoji culture almost mm-hmm. right like the smiley face was the OG emoji right <laughs> that's right but it was like before that was considered like it wasn't even textual language right like which sort of emojis are it was it was just no, it's just like here's a smiley face. <laughs> Here it is. You remember Evo- what was that movie? Evolution. Mm, what was that about? It was like an alien invasion starring David Duchovny, I think, and uh-huh. Orlando Jones. 
No, we should watch. I don't this think I watched this. But... It's kind of good. <laughs> anyway, um, that was a movie. I think I remember there being like a smiley face involved, either in the marketing or like the actual material of the movie. Um, and that came out, I think, around this time as well, like two thousand three, two thousand four. Um, what else? What other smiley face iconography is there? Watchmen? But that was a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A slash earlier. Yeah, fuck, mm. man, the smiley face. <laughs> I see you saw it on T-shirts. You saw it on license plates, bumper stickers, plastic bags. Plastic everywhere. bags. Yeah. R.I.P. to the, a real one, the plastic bag. The New York mm-hmm. City plastic bag. I don't have any trouble getting plastic bags. Like, they're yeah, still the handing them out to me all the time. They're <laughs> like, you, do you want a bag? I was like, yeah, I'll have one. They're like, no problem. Yeah, here you go. Easy. It's not a bag an anytime I want. Yeah. It's like a Lucy, you know, at this mm-hmm. point. Like, right. it's technically not legal to sell a Lucy. But you can buy one pretty much anywhere. <laughs> yeah. You know? If we've seen you here before, you can definitely have one. You can absolutely have one. Yeah. Um, for those who don't know, a Lucy is a loose single cigarette that you can buy at most bodegas if you just want. You just want to have one. They're like seventy-five cents or a buck or something like that. Yeah. You yeah. say like, yeah, I just want. I'll have one. Give me two. Always menthol. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, other than that. It's a real good thing. If you just need need a cigarette, you got seventy five cents in your pocket. You can go yeah. get one. You get a sandwich and a cigarette for yeah, three seventy five. <laughs> what, what what a fucking deal! <laughs> what a fucking deal! I can't think of a better lunch. You know, right. a little turkey sandwich and a fucking cigarette. That's right. <laughs> and a menthol cigarette. That sounds great. I'm not even a menthol cigarette smoker, and mm-hmm. like, just that mint after that turkey sub sounds pretty good. Nice little aftertaste there. Yeah, nice little aftertaste. Um, I had a bad aftertaste of this movie. Is Snap-On an actual paying sponsor of this movie? Snap-On Tools? Hmm. Um, maybe. I'm not sure. Snap-On is like, I think it's still, I think it's still like, um, yeah, like still in, in real life. Mechanics like to use Snap-on tools. It's a good brand. Still basically. a good brand. Yeah. yeah, I think so too. But but that in- information is all via media sponsorships. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I've never really used Snap-on tools. Mm-hmm. I've used some tools, but like, and I'm sure I've used a Snap-on in my life. But not in the, like, I haven't used a Snap-on tool and like, here's my evaluation of a Snap-on tool in comparison to other, you know what I mean? hmm I remember, like, American Chopper. Do you remember that show? A little bit. Yeah? It was, like, the I dead. Did... It was, like, Polly Sr. and Polly Jr. And they made, like, custom motorcycles in fucking Orange County, New York <laughs> together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which... If you've ever been to like Poughkeepsie, Orange County, New York area, 
don't really go there. <laughs> but whatever, that's beside the point. But at some point, like mid-season two, they got a Snap-on sponsorship, and they started using Snap-on tools. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, Snap-on, that's got to be good. <laughs> you know, like all my Snap-on knowledge is all just through media. Mm. Yeah. They could be shit. I've never seen an ad for a Snap-on tool. Me neither, now that I think about it. Yeah. Hmm. I think their branding's pretty ubiquitous. Ubiqu- ubiquitous? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ubiqu- Red mm-hmm. with like a white snap-on lettering. Mm-hmm. It's like Coca-Cola of the tool world. That's right. Automotive yeah. tools. Automotive tools. Hmm. Anyway. Um, but there is a line about Tej's garage. All these lifts, only a couple months old. It's got all snap-on tools. Yeah, Tesh Garage, it's got the best of everything. Snap-on tools. <laughs> I think, and I think that line is 80-yard, and I think they, like, got, after the they shot everything, like, got a sponsorship for snap-on or something. Because mm-hmm. you don't even see, the reason I'm really asking is, in that scene, it's not like they walk into the garage and there's, like, a big snap-on toolbox. Mm-hmm. Right in front of you. Like, sometimes the NOS vending machines are right fucking in front of you. Or, like, you know, we get a close-up of the NOS tank in the car. You know? Right. Um, but for Snap-on, there's just, like, a line about it. And, like, so then you, there is... I did look. There's Snap-on tools, like, blurry sort of in the background. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's like the branding is so ubiquitous it just sort of bleeds through. Like you could see it, you would know what it was if it was a Coke vending machine or something. But yeah, it's it seems like the type of um, like a type of set that you would only purchase if you were a like a mechanic shop, but is too expensive and overkill if you were just a at home mechanic. For example, right. I don't think Dominic Toretto would uh, go and purchase a full set of snap-on tools, even for his own personal garage. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, he doesn't even seem like a snap-on guy to me, you know? Right. Dom, Dom. Like, Brian right. feels like a pretty snap-on guy. Dom, I don't know. I don't know what he... Husky, maybe? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what he would. Whatever is in his dirty duffel bag is yeah. seems like the right tool. Yeah, that seems like the right thing to go for. Um, yeah, I had one more note, really, about this movie, specifically. Um, oh, it's pretty small. Okay, mm-hmm. when Brian gets to the club, the guy, the bouncer at the club goes... Uh, name please. And Brian goes, you guessed him, Mr. Verone? And then we're just in the club. Yeah. Does that, have you been to a club? Is that how it works? Um, I have been you... to clubs before, I've been to clubs before, but not as a VIP guest of uh, the, of the local mob boss. Yeah, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Um, if I was a bouncer, and someone was like, guess to Mr. Verones. I'd be like, yeah, name, name, please. Yeah. <laughs> Can you please tell me your name, though? I need, to walk, I need to walk you this over to the boss because obviously I can't just let anybody in here. 
In fact, the only list I have is guests of Mr. Verone. Like, the rest of these people in line, I don't have their names here. They're just trying to get in the club. Right. <laughs> right? Like, right. I have one list. It's the list of guests of Mr. Verone. And if your name's on it, you can go in. And if your name's not, you got to go to the back of the line. What do you want me to say? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a big clubster. In fact... I'm trying to think. I think I've been to a club one time. Mm-hmm. Like a club. It's, it's, I mean, based on my experience, it sucks. Like, I don't like going to them, and I don't know. They just, you can go to a few, and then that's sort of it. I, I like, I don't understand the uh, go to the club all the time thing, because if you're going there with friends, for example, you can't talk to them. Because it's so loud right. and so crowded. Right. So you must be going there to talk to strangers. And after a while, that also sucks. Yeah, after a while, that also sucks. And, like, you're not even talking to strangers. You're just, like, there's this thing that this, there's at least the one time I went to a club maybe 10 years ago, there was this mm-hmm. expectation that it's just, like, you just go up and start dancing with them. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, there's no... <laughs> world in which I'm socially confident enough in both my like looks and dancing ability to be able to do that to like pull that mm-hmm. off in any mm-hmm. in any way right so I like stood on the edge of the club I like went with some people I didn't really know very well I stood on the edge I was like trying to like get to know one of the girls that I had gone with I stood on, like, the edge of the club. I danced with this girl, like, maybe once. But I couldn't, like... I kept trying to talk to her, which I didn't understand you're not supposed to do. But, like, I kept trying to talk to her. So I was, like, in her ear being like, This is great! Isn't it? You know? <laughs> like, like, fucking that uh-huh. shit. It's, like, sweaty. Everybody's sweaty. It's, like, everything is wet. In the club, everything is fucking wet. Right. Right? Um... And then I was like, I'm going to go get us some drinks. And so like, I went to the bar and I was like, oh, can I have a gin and tonic? And like, I don't guess two gin and tonics. And they were like, oh, yeah, it's $42. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. fuck, fuck you, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I was not interested in paying that much for alcohol at that moment in my life. I feel like as far as the club trajectory went, right, it goes like, are you of the age where you can go to a club? Great. Step one, mm-hmm. go to a club. And mm-hmm. like when you first start going to clubs, like you don't really have any money. So you can't just like do whatever you want. So you end up drinking beforehand and you show up. Right. And then you drink a little bit, but it's also kind of wild. And then I feel like as you progress through that and maybe you like have a few more friends that are going and that's more fun when you go with people that you know. But I feel like the... Like, the end or, like, the highest level of club going is mm-hmm. to, like, get bottle service yeah, stuff, which I've never, like, I've, I've like, been to a place that, oh, whatever, I've, like, I guess I've had bottle service before, but, like, that can't be the top. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> You're going to have to stop right there. When in your not... life have you had bottle service? Um, Were you hanging out with Elon was... Industries? 
I was not hanging out with Tilon. It was, I think it was when I was still living in San Francisco. It was like mm. for a New Year's thing. We sort of pulled together and got bottle got service. Bottle. Yeah, okay. I think that's kind of the only time I've done it before, which, you know, sucked. Because yeah. you have to pay a lot of money for yeah. it. And really what you're paying for is the just like they rope off an area that you can go back to whenever you want. Right. So the, you can just sit the down. High, you have yeah, like a highest, reserved seat. That's it. Yeah. The highest level of going to a club is... And like such, a is, bottle. Is a, yeah, it's a bottle of alcohol that's uh, like 5X marked up. And right. a place where you can go so you can be away from other people. At the club where the point of being there is to be around other people. Right. Right. I mean, I'm with you, man. I'm, so, I'm, we're both not big fans of the club, I think. We need to get some real clubbers. We need to, yeah, we need if to you figure out what's are going a on. fan of clubs, reach out to us and let us know what the deal is and we'll talk to you. And if it's like, if, it, if you really got a good thing going on, we'll get you on the pod and to, mm-hmm. to lay out what, <laughs> what the appeal of the club is. Um, because oh. it's not appealing to me at all. Right. Also, yeah. I feel like zero clubs are open right now because of coronavirus. I mean, good. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Good. So there's that. There is that. Um, I, even if they were, though, I mean, I actually think the Auckland clubs are open. Really? Yeah. Everything's open here. Nice. Yeah. It's pretty cool. We can do whatever we want. Because yeah. he squashed it. He squashed the virus. Yeah, we squashed the virus. It was good. Um, we can do whatever we lo- want except leave and come back to the country. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I'm fine with that at this point. Um, you want to do shout outs? We just sort of had an anti shout out to the club, but like I think <laughs> yeah. well, I think we should keep going. <laughs> because I don't want to talk about Too Fast, Too Furious very yeah. much anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Let's hit these shout outs. Yeah. Um, all right. I'll start off this week. I usually go second, but I'm going to start off this week. Um, I want to give a shout out to Winkle. It's called Wink, Winkle, Winkle, W I N K L dot com. It is a New Zealand owned um, online mattress company. Well, it's like a Casper bed, but it's um, it's New Zealand, mm-hmm. and I bought one, and uh, it's fucking great. Um, I've had this neck thing for, I'd say, two and a half years, and like it, I feel so much better in the morning waking up after sleeping on this mattress than I did with the previous one. Can you tell us about the mattress you're coming from and kind of what you were looking for in mm. your... Mm-hmm. The mattress I'm coming from, I would say it was a medium firm, you know, medium firm, not, it certainly wasn't like rare or medium rare mattress, you know, you got to get it, <laughs> you got to cook out a little bit more, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Medium firm, standard mattress, it had a little bit of a soft topper on it that was like built in. But it wasn't much, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and this one is a... They only make one. All these online mattress companies are like, fuck you. We only do one 
style. Mm-hmm. We don't fuck around, basically. Uh, so, and there's a couple here. There was like Winkle and E. Escargot, maybe, I think, mm-hmm. was another one. Mm-hmm. Curl up and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i i went with winkle mostly because the size of mattress for the price was what i wanted it was like the cheap i mean wasn't a cheap mattress mm-hmm. definitely not um so it was like i think for the queen it was Fourteen hundred New Zealand dollars. So that's like a thousand bucks. Okay, okay. That's about. That sounds like a good amount to spend on a thing that you use every single day. Yeah, and is essential for your daily comfort. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But the big deal is, it's like it's like foam. It's like the whole mattress is sort of memory foam. So i'm a side sleeper i you know i don't know how not to be i sleep i've tried for years the two and a half years with my neck thing i've tried to sleep on my back and i'll go to sleep on my back and i'll wake up on my side mm-hmm. like it just happens so the thing with the old mattress is it would like compact my shoulder mm-hmm. kind of because it was like so hard it, i would get like the shoulder compacting thing and this one, my shoulder just sort of sinks right into the mattress. It's beautiful, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, it sort of lifts my head up so my neck is straight while I'm sleeping. Do you have to pair a nice mattress with a nice pillow, or are you just using your same old soggy pillow? <sighs> I think you should, mm-hmm. but I am not. Okay. Yeah. Are um, you... There's definitely been improvement anyway. But I think one could get a very nice pillow. That would be beneficial. And mm-hmm. Winkle, W-I-N-K-L, might even sell a, pi- a pillow. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that they do, but yeah, they might. Yeah, I'm not super selective, I don't think, about um, oh, they do. My, mat- my mattress. They do sell yeah. a pillow? Yeah. Nice. I'm not partic- I'm not extremely selective about my mattress. Um, mm. I do like mostly firm. A little bit of give is like sort of all I'm looking for. Right. I don't want it to sag anywhere when I get right in. I want it to yeah. be you know return some shape. Yeah. Um, as far as the pillow game goes, though, I can't do foam, and I can't do down. I can only do like the crampy, like whatever. Cotton or like polyester. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ikea crappy pills. Pill. Ikea pill. That's the yeah, yeah. That's the only way to do it because yeah. you know down sucks obviously because yeah, it's not meant to be on your top eyeballs of. out. It's yeah. an ins- it's an insulator. All right, it's not supposed to be supporting any weight like no. my valuable head. Yeah, exactly. And the foam ones, I don't like the I don't like the mound. That it always comes with mm-hmm. seems mm-hmm. uncomfortable because mm-hmm. I think I start off as a back sleeper, but I end up as a side sleeper. Yeah, and Same I can't find thing. a pillow that allows me to do both. Well, that's the hard part. I bought from Alibaba.com mm-hmm. a fake buckwheat pillow. There's like buckwheat pillows that are real nice and expensive, and I don't really want to pay that money, so I bought one. And it's just a little thinner, and it's pretty firm, and it it, it does have a bump, but it's a much smaller bump. Mm-hmm. So for me, that bump fits really nicely on the back of my neck. 
you know? And since mm-hmm. it's lower, it's thinner, when I sleep on my back, my head doesn't cock forward so much, mm-hmm. right? It's mm-hmm. sort of kept at a nice, even angle. And then when I roll on my side, because I have this mattress and my shoulder sinks in, the pillow, it doesn't really matter how high it is because, like, it'll sort of settle to the right place. Mm. It's been feeling a lot better, basically. Good. Good. Yeah. So I would recommend Winkle. I did own a Casper for about a year in my disastrous last relationship. And I grumbled about the price of the Casper the entire time. Even though it was only like seven fifty for a full, I think I bought. Mm-hmm. Um, it really became a point of contention in the relationship. Actually, it was like how expensive I thought this Casper mattress was. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but then I got off the Casper. I slept on a couch for about two years. Uh huh. Um, which wasn't great. Uh. And then I slept on this hard mattress when I moved to New Zealand, and now I'm back <laughs> on sort of a Casper-esque item, and that's pretty yeah. good. All right. Well, you're due. You're due for uh, due for something nice. Mm-hmm. You should be able to enjoy your sleep. Yeah, treat treat treating myself. You know um, what else you should be able. To, you know what else you should be able to enjoy. What's that? Your vision, because mm. I have a big anti shout out this week to. Oh. Another up-and-coming or maybe came-and-went brand, mm-hmm. Hubble Contacts. Oh, I've heard of. I've heard mm-hmm. of. So the I think the concept of Hubble Contacts is that they're supposed to be kind of like the Barbie Parker of contacts, mm-hmm. such that they're able to deliver wearable contact lenses mm-hmm. that fit everybody and are not as expensive as normal contacts. And... I don't know. I like. I remember in years past seeing advertisements for it, and I think I got served one where they will like give you thirty days worth of contacts for a dollar. Yeah. And I'm about to for ordering new contacts. I was like, "Fuck it, let's put some weird shit in my eyes." Yeah, great. Signed up for it. Terrible product. Terrible uh, service. Uh, I put them in my. So I'm normally an actor. All right, start with. I want to know before you get down this road. I want to know what's bad about the service first, and then I want to know what's bad about the product itself. Well, okay. So signing up, signing up for Hubble Contacts, extremely easy. Okay. Yeah, sure. As a as a criminal product should be (laughs) uh, easy. As a criminal enterprise (laughs) needs to be. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Of course, it's very easy to submit all of your payment information. Um, and your, my like nearly expired prescription, they didn't give a shit. They're like, all right, you're signed up. We'll send it to you. I don't know. Soon. Mm. I think it maybe came in three days, five days or so. Not Not very long since I ordered it. Mm -hmm. I, I did think ahead a little bit because I, um, I had, I've, I think I had two, two sets of contact lenses left. So I was like, all right, if I blow this and this fucking sucks, I'll just go order my normal stuff. And do you wear, this is an important question, do you wear dailies, bi-weeklies, monthlies? What do you wear? Mm-hmm. I'm a bi-weekly guy. Mm-hmm. I am as well. Bi-weekly is kind it's of the, the way best. to go. It's it is like, the best. It's the it's only the way to go. I'm it's so glad we're on the same page here. You got to go bi-weekly. Yeah. It's not even a question. Right. Because yeah. like dailies, like you... Like every day, you're like, oh, I have to get rid of these, and I have to make sure I have contacts ready for tomorrow. Also, or the else dailies I won't go to, the seat. to me feel like 
I'm just putting the cheapest piece of shit plastic in my eyeballs for mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. all day, every right. day. And the, the bi-weeklies are just like, oh, oh it's like it's nice. just such a beautiful, soft, moist pillow that's yeah, going on like, my eye. Oh, look at this beautiful eyeball technology that I get to yeah. put in my eyeballs yes. every day. It's it much allows better. me, yeah, amazing, it's, clear, 360 division, uh, vision out of my eyeballs. It's so much more comfortable. Anyway, please continue. Please continue. So these contacts arrive. Yeah, contacts arrive three to five days later. Mm-hmm. Uh, they look great, and I I was like, shit, they're here. I got to try them now. It was the morning. I got them the night before. I tried them on Monday, I think. Yeah. And I, I popped in my eyeballs, took out my perfectly, yeah, perfectly normal contact lenses, and I put them in, and I was like, all right, right one feels good, left one feels mm, kind of shit. Yeah. Not kind of shit, but like, maybe Off. this will go away. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah, just like yeah. The go I'll, away is a classic <laughs> contact right? move. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I'll just I'll blink I'll blink this out. It'll be good. I'm yeah. really gonna start this new chapter in my life here. Yep. And I'm just I start doing my normal things. I do a little bit of work, and then just like forty minutes into it, I was like, this is unbearable. Yeah. And it's not like it got progressively worse. It just, like, mm. didn't get any better. Like, mm. the vision in the left eye was a little bit messed up, and it just was like, yeah, if I notice it, then it's uncomfortable. Because yeah, absolutely. Because with my current contacts, I, I never... I want to forget I have them in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I took them out, and I think, yeah, immediately after, I was like, all right, I'm just going to call um, Hubble and cancel my, subscri- my subscription. Great. And... They obviously they don't let you do that through their app or their of website. You have to call them to do that. Yeah. So. And their number is hidden behind like forty clicks on their oh fucking web. It's like yeah. you yeah. sure you don't want to send us an email? Right. You know, and it's like so, you sure you don't want to chat with us? Oh, you can't cancel mm-hmm. through the chat or email. You have to fucking call them. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm waiting for this so I'm waiting for like five minutes or so and they try to get you the first line of defense is that they don't play any hold music for the first Five minutes that you have to wait for somebody oh to get God. on the phone, and then they have somebody. They talk to you, and then the person like is, I don't know. It was a gentleman I talked to, and he was like, "Oh, uh, uh, what we'll do here? I I know you want to cancel it, but what we'll do here is like you need to wear them for a little bit longer. So I'll give you another two months for free." And then you can just try it out, blah, blah, blah. I was like, dude, I literally just put them in my eyeballs and they feel terrible. Just cancel the thing that I want you to cancel. Thanks. Yeah. And he was like, okay, I'll put you on hold. So I get on hold and now I get hold music, which is fine. But it's like another five minutes. Sure. And he keeps like hopping back on and forth. It's like, oh, sorry, just a couple minutes, just a couple minutes. I was like, dude, like people cancel this shit all the time. It's not that complicated. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. it's like a button. On your fucking yeah. computer it's a, screen. Right, it's one button here. It's, so, yeah. <laughs> so stu- it's so stupid, right. but I, I recognize the, um, the uh, yeah, the, uh, I don't know, Wahoos that I was working with. So I was like, mm-hmm. I got to wait this out. If they mm-hmm. if I hang up on this phone, then they they win, which is unacceptable. Yeah. So that's all. I got it canceled and... Yeah. yeah. They're, yeah, they're trash. And I just, I called up my oh, optometrist. Yeah. Call your optometrists. They're great people. The work they do is yeah, still grade valuable. A. Yeah, yeah, grade A is still valuable. Plus, you're, they take your insurance. Blah blah blah. 
called my optometrist. They were able to order me my regular stuff, and now I'm back on track. Fuck, I'm on a lens contacts. direct lens direct train. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I use. Lens direct. Uh, I've used one eight hundred contacts in the yeah, past. Yeah, I've used them been too. Great. I, yeah. Whichever one ends up being cheaper at a curtain moment, that's what I get. Because mm-hmm. I always get the AccuView Oasis Moist contact biweekly. Oh. Yo, that's and what like, I got. That's what I that's got. That's the good shit. That's, that's the, the good only shit. shit you need. That's the only <laughs> shit you fucking need, baby. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so yeah, I just get that. Now, is Hubble? Does Hubble sell those contacts, or are they their own technology? So I think they started as their own technology, but they. St- Started selling no, the other brands too. Basically, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I I can imagine that people hate wearing their contacts because they feel like shit. So, they, yeah, yeah. They, I could get Oasis. I could get my normal contacts through them, but I don't want to give them any money. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm I'm with you, man. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I hear them a lot uh, advertised on pods, actually, quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so be wary. Of the podcast new economy, it's it's da- it's fucking dangerous out there, man. I get <laughs> I get sold. Yeah, I get sold stuff through podcast endorsements all the time. All the time. Have you ever it used so a Raycon earbud? It's fucking garbage, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's some of the most fucking garbage ass earbuds I've ever tested in my life. <laughs> Fuck you, Raycon. Don't sponsor this fucking podcast. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. I don't want to work on the go. I don't want to have like fucking your crystal ass, crap ass audio. Like, I just don't want that shit. Fuck you, mm-hmm. Raycon. Yeah. I don't need any me undies. I don't need any uh, hair growth products. Nah. Uh, no. MailChimp, not for me. Like, mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> totally. Maybe it is for maybe it is for me. Maybe Mailchimp is the only thing preventing yeah, us from getting the. What's going on in Daryl's world? Oh, mm-hmm. we, uh, we were at Fire Island this weekend. <laughs> yeah, there Wahoo's um, on Wahoo's on Fire Island as well. Very irresponsible place. I can imagine. I doubt there was a lot of social distancing going on in Fire Island. People were, people are wi- people are wild over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's literally called Fire Island. <laughs> Like, there's nothing, you can't not be fucking balling out, you know? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, everything is on fire. Um, do you have anything you want to talk about too fast, too furious-wise? No? Um, are you excited for Tokyo Drift? Sort of, no? yeah. A little bit. Yeah, as much as one can be. As moment. much as one can be. After watching Too Fast, I like... Yeah, anything else besides this seems great. I even tried. Uh, I tried to watch, like some of the deleted scenes of Too Fast for this movie. Yeah, of Too Fast. Well, let's. Well, what's going on with that? So there are a few of them. Like, there's a scene where uh, in the beginning of the movie, right after Brian uh, gets captured from his uh, in his GTR. Yeah. With the uh, with the uh, electro spike. Um, they had like a on the roof scene where Bilkins is saying, Hey, like, did you think you could escape? Because mm. you couldn't. And mm. 
blah blah blah. Like I, he, yeah, there was the 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 moment was there to say that like Bilkins still saw potential in Brian, even right. though he was uh, let down after the first movie. But right. that Bilkins was presenting him and uh, presenting him an opportunity to drive Second chance, again. basically. Yeah, yeah, based on his driving skills. Right. Obviously, and yeah. So there's that. There was like a little bit more of an extended scene for Roman at the um, at the derby scene where they show him mm-hmm. sort of like chanting to the crowd and like establishing him as more of a crowd favorite in the in the derby scene. Mm-hmm. And then there was another one where like Agent Markham, the Dexter's dad. Yep. Us, um, in the hangar, just like said some nasty stuff to Roman, kind of uh, reestablishing that sort of Roman's a criminal and doesn't deserve to be working for FBI or customs, that sort of thing. But right. I found that like the scenes themselves, like I was looking to see if there was any any plot stuff that we would sort of draw from it, but it really seems like they were cut um, because. There was yeah. It seemed like the scenes were supposed to add extra depth to yeah. the characters, yeah. but uh, yeah, I'm glad they weren't in the movie. And yeah. I'm we can obviously I bet, live, live. I bet without they just them. felt like fucking scenes from Too Fast, Too Furious. It felt exactly like scenes <laughs> from Too Fast, Too Furious. <laughs> right, and which I need, is, which is like. Oh. I got enough of those. That's enough. We don't need that. I got plenty of those scenes, man. I got plenty of scenes from Too Fast, Too Furious. I'm like very good on that. Yeah. My my quota is filled. Um, Well, if you want to fill your quota with Nolt content, you can actually um, join our Patreon, patreon.com slash no one likes the tuna podcast. We've got, oh boy, what do we got on there? We got Nolt shit. We got, um, I, I write some posts on there sometimes. We got polls for what should, we should watch in between movies. We've got um, a Resident Evil review podcast series going up and soon to be a Riddick podcast series, which, by the way, I saw a little Vin Diesel Instagram thing. Mm-hmm. I think there's a flirtatious fourth Riddick movie in the works. Exciting. Exciting news. So we'll get back to you if we figure out anything with that, and we won't. That's fine. So, um, yeah, so patreon.com slash no one likes to tune podcast. You can join the other lovely people who donate a buck, two bucks, three bucks, four bucks, whatever you want to do. It's great. Uh, what else we got? Twitter at Nolt Podcast, N-O-L-T-T. We got an email, no one likes to tune a podcast at gmail.com if you want to email us. You can follow us on Instagram, which is just a basically car pics and some of my stories and shit like that. Uh, Instagram, where no one likes to no one likes the tuna podcast on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Is that how you say it? Yes. Yeah. Do you say at when you talk about Instagram stuff? At no one mm. likes to tune a podcast. Can you say at? Yeah. I feel like if you just say no one likes to tune a podcast on Instagram, people will. People will get you. People won't flinch. Okay. All right. All right. Good to know. So either one, at, no at, whatever your flavor is <laughs> <laughs> on Instagram, do that. Uh, what? Oh, and like write a review for us if you want to on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
really helps us uh, get the weed out. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, that's about it. You got anything else? That's it for me. I, I ordered a product, but it has not arrived yet, and it's um, related to this podcast, and I can't wait till it arrives for next week for my shout-out. So This is like something a to teaser. Look forward to. This is a shout-out. <laughs> I don't think we've ever had a, sh- a teaser shout-out. All right, so Daryl's got something in the mail. He's going to talk about it next week. Do you want to give us like a, a genre, a, like a clue? Like you remember um, that mystery show? You, they used to give a clue for every episode. <laughs> um, it is a. Um, it's. I can't tell you. Okay. All right. I oh can't my tell god! You. I'm it's so juicy. excited. It's, it's juicy. juicy, and I know that the people who enjoy this podcast are gonna enjoy this product. Right. I'm into it. Yeah. Excellent. 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 Well, we'll um, find out next week on. No one likes the tuna podcast.